Puget Sounds Good. With Jamie Kolacheki. I've always found it interesting where people draw or blur the lines between friends and family. The family friends we grew up with and I didn't know weren't my aunts, uncles, and cousins until I was older, and yet still call them that because friends seems like a very understated way to describe someone I've known since I was born and see at every family event, holiday party, and camping trip in the summer. Jake was unofficially adopted by my little sister in high school. Around the time, I was already out of the house and living in a little apartment in Everett. One of the first memories I have of Jake is a drawing he made of our family where he gave us all nicknames according to how my sister had described us. My stick figure was labeled Thief Jamie because my sister alleged I had stolen a bunch of her DVDs when I moved out. I have yet to see any hard evidence that would prove her case. Over the years, along with his best friend Nick, Jake started showing up at family hangouts and basically became an honorary member. Then there was the summer of Jake and Jamie. We had a perfect schedule overlap during the day while everyone was busy, and we used the time well. We marathoned Battlestar Galactica and Doctor Who, we took an art class at Everett Community College, and went on adventures. Basically, we had a hot girl summer before Megan the Stallion coined the term. Jake has always been a kind, funny, and caring person, and it seemed only natural that he would go to school to become a helper, someone who works to make the world a better place. And especially right now when it feels like the world needs a little more work than it's getting, I wanted to sit with Jake and learn about what he's doing. So we spent an afternoon out on his deck in Everett, shooting the breeze. Yeah, so I mean, it's been like 16 years. Half your life. I have half known you half life. your life. Yes, because I'll be 30 in December, so just about half my life. <sighs> like practically a grandpa. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, gosh, we are and then you went to Western. I went to Western and I got my bachelor's in uh, human services, so social work. Yeah. And then um, was working for nonprofits for a couple years and worked in schools a little bit with homeless youth. And then I went back to get my master's for teaching. Decided yeah. to do a little career change, and that was yeah. a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. teachers are in such hot demand now, too, with everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. Maybe they are kind Maybe of loud, are. those wind yeah. chimes. <laughs> okay, I'll take the wind chimes down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're just like having a party over there. Yeah, they just had to get. Oh, there we go. That was a birthday present. I love them, but they're not good. It's when a you're... good tone. I like yeah. it. Like when it's deeper versus that like really high pinging sound. Yeah, yeah. Like hurts it's your good brain. good when you're taking a nap out in the yard. Oh. And you feel like you're just like kind of on the beach or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I very like nice. it. <laughs> anyway, um, so was that when you worked for Volunteers of America? After, yeah. Was that after college or after your master's? That was after college, and then I quit and got a job as a paraeducator, mm -hmm. and then that's when I got my master's. Gotcha. While okay. I was working it, so I, I've I've been working at my current school for about this is be my I just finished my sixth year, so I'm starting my seventh. Yeah. 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 And you're big man on campus now? BMOC. I'm one of the most <laughs> senior teachers there. It's great. Um, and you know, it's traditionally so a bit about the environment I work in is we're an out-of-district placement. Yeah. So we're uh, um, publicly funded, but basically students who have behavioral issues or um, just need a higher level of care or support, right. they 
come to our setting. Um, some districts, especially more rural areas, have a hard time staffing rooms like mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so high staff to student ratio, um, and it aligns pretty well with that previous social work degree that you know, yeah, a lot of behavioral yeah. health aspects. So, which is nice. I mean, how often do people get to like work in the fields that they actually went to school for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and it's this perfect little little niche I found that's this melding of two things I love, which is um, you know helping people in need and education. So yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, so yeah, with um, especially like you were saying, like with the small uh, teacher to student ratio and stuff like that, like how has that translated to doing online work, like in the spring and somewhat this fall, I guess, too. So this fall, we're actually, and we'll get to that in a minute, we're in the directive to go back, and I'll explain yeah. why we'll be in person, but um, in the spring, it was actually really helpful. I've worked with a lot of my students for multiple years. Some up to three have been in my class. Oh, okay. Getting close to like a Waldorf method there. But, um, <laughs> so they've, you know, and the, I know their parents really well, and part of that, in my position, you're supporting the whole family. Their yeah. parents are learning skills to manage the behavioral issues with their students. Um, we're trying to give them self-autonomy to help manage themselves and relate yeah. their needs to the world. And so um, while there was definitely technical difficulties <laughs> getting the students on, we were able to at least show up every day, have a class meeting. Um, we still had to definitely do packet work. Some of our students just didn't have the stamina to be on a screen all day. Yeah. Um, and so we'll be working on that in the fall. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like that's the future. And I think, you know, we'll be in and out of this this, this year. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you've already seen school districts opening that have had to close again. Mm -hmm. Or you've had um, people that maybe they didn't get sick, but they had to go into quarantine for two weeks. And then you lose a teacher or you lose a bunch of students. And then that means you still have to support them while they're out during that time, right? Yeah, it's incredibly hard, the position districts are in, and so it happens to be that this is the year I chose to get my administrative certificate. <laughs> um, so I've been kind of straddling two worlds the last month, and um, it's very difficult. You know, in North Shore, teachers are quitting. They're not able, they don't, yeah. older teachers don't necessarily feel prepared to teach fully online. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of, you know, teachers have are struggling between meeting their family needs right now. Yeah. Their kids are home. Right. Exactly. How, you know, you know. So, how do you of, go and be a teacher in a district that's meeting in person when your own children are in a school district that is not meeting in person? Yeah. Yeah, and so I know in my setting, some people are having to take leave, which yeah. then puts us down numbers and yeah. we're able to open. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, in some ways, I'm happy we're opening. You know, it's unfortunate that some paraeducators and you know bus drivers are getting let go. We hopefully will be able to hire some back because now we need more numbers yeah, to stay yeah. open. Um, and, and the reason we're opening is because we serve students that what you would say are very far away from educational justice. Right. Um, so it's not just students in IEPs, students that might be Students receiving. in what? Um, IEPs, so individual education plans. Oh, okay. And so like basically they have a certain set of needs and then you have to kind of build around build their education around like to meet them there Yeah, and so it stems from what's called the idea act, which is a federal mandate to Give a free and appropriate public education to students that have disabilities gotcha um, And you want to be as inclusive as possible in that process um, Obviously my students are in a less inclusive setting um, because they're but it's their least restrictive environments we're Yeah, aim for so and that's tied to federal funds, too And yeah. so since Trump and the Department of Education has made being open in person a Requirement to get some of those funds. That is why there's this scramble to treat um, students in IEPs Gotcha. Or students that are homeless or students that are experiencing um, any other form of um, educational hardships to have them back in person yeah and and you know 
outside of politics there's some things that are great about that they'll get two square meals a day yeah that they might not be getting a lot of our students are low income um, a lot of their parents are essential workers yeah, yeah. you know their own daycare and um, and I do understand that we are a public service you know yeah. we we are a part of the social fabric yeah and people rely on us and so but it's it's tough it's it puts people in a very tough position to yeah. choose you know between work and home life and I'm one of the lucky few that I don't have kids I have yeah. a dog <laughs> I, you know I'm able to Jasper will be fine he'll be yeah. fine um, you know my wife is able to work from home during this time and um, but you know it'll mean things like I can't go see grandma anymore because I can't yeah. really maintain I can't yeah. guarantee I'm not exposed anymore yeah and um, but you know I, I it's easier for me than others and that that's what's tough is to see your colleagues really stuck in a tough spot yeah yeah I mean you never want to have to see people like especially in the field that you're in you know I'm sure that a lot of what brings people to that field is a desire to do something bigger you know mm -hmm. like to like you said like to be part of the social fabric and to like make people's and especially students lives better yeah. and then when you feel that you're putting maybe your own life in danger or your family's needs mm -hmm. in danger then yeah oh my gosh yeah. such a hard place to be in yeah i mean and you know i had a coworker today that kind of came to me you know in, in tears really of i am only coming back because i'm thinking of these three kids that i know i help to have the fundamental skill of reading and i've really yeah. taken that on and i want to help them and you know she's like but i'm choosing between my own kids that i know are going to be failing their classes if i'm not yeah home. and yeah. so that's tough you know and you can't you all we can do is support all the choices they make yeah exactly oh my gosh um i so swear yeah. my neighborhood's not normally this busy <laughs> i don't know if you can pick up all the trucks going by and FedEx, no it's it's fine time. <laughs> it is it's it's delivery time yeah. the wells fargo wagon has driven by yes um so you said that you're um you're starting to do more admin stuff this year Yes. Um, how will that change what you're doing, um, like just on a weekly basis or a daily basis, but then also, you know, what's like your long-term goal with that? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just someone that I like to see the systems I'm working in. So my goal isn't necessarily even to go be an administrator next year. Yeah. Um, I still like being in the classroom. I personally want to branch out more to other settings. Um, and it just kind of worked for me to get this now. It's much like student teaching where you have to put in yeah. a certain amount of hours. Yeah. Um, my goal is to really focus on teaching and learning and instructional leadership. Um, I just think I want more, I want to be part of that trend of leaders coming up that are really toned into the learning happening in the classroom. Yeah. And obviously we're such a data-driven society now and that's really fun, but it can be really overwhelming <laughs> to yeah. keep all this data and how do you just teach and how do you just want to develop these, you know, young people and just capable wholehearted human beings at the yeah. same time meet these common core state standards so yeah um i want to be part of that and this year it's going to be i think a, a really fun learning curve i suppose because it's people are their heads are spinning you know yeah. and how do yeah. you handle that how do you have the stamina as a leader to you know i've had to look at myself how am i going to choose to lead my staff and what are the battles i'm willing to take on yeah and there's a give and take in all of it you know and i i do see from a teacher side, I'm pretty frustrated that we're opening. You yeah. Know? Um, and some of that's just the preparation, um, the equity access to it. Um, at the same time, I'm super excited to see my scholars again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm learning yeah. and I know it's good for them. And at the same time, I appreciate that, you know, our administration wants to make sure, especially for our position, that our school stays open, you know, yeah. because we are in a weird position where we 
are making, we're meeting federal mandates, we're, we're servicing these districts and, you know, um, there's a lot tied to that. Yeah. And there's a lot of parents that want their kids back and I get yeah. that too. You yeah, know? they've got to go to work yeah. and um, they know that they are not necessarily the best people to be teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> they yeah. didn't go to college for eight years to, yeah. to learn how to teach kids. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's a logistical nightmare right now. Um, we're starting to get to the end of it. I think each district's getting a clearer view on what the first day is going to look like. But I think the measurement of our success this year will be our ability to go in and out. So, you know, yeah. Google Classroom is our friend. <laughs> yeah. And building those 21st century skills is our friend. And so when they're in class, we'll be building up as best as we can. And then, because yeah. the next morning we might be distance. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like right off the bat, you're going to be looking at their skills to be learning, to be doing distance learning. Like yes. right away, you're going to try and set that up. Yeah, I, I'm not personally convinced we'll be able to stay open that long. Just looking yeah. at the health requirements, looking at the I mean, the just numbers. looking at the schools that have opened already, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been a pretty clear trend of um, a lot of colleges. Up. There are a bunch of colleges. I have a friend whose daughter um, just went to school last week for the like her freshman year of college and they've already got like over a hundred cases you know yeah. just in a day yes and so she's like I hope she gets to stay probably not yeah. like yeah I mean you want like we all know the science we all know that that face-to-face education is so much more effective mm-hmm. but like you have to be alive to <laughs> to get to that education that. you exactly. know yeah. so um yeah it's a really tough spot to be in which is why I wanted to like talk to you about it because yeah. I was and, really curious like what what that's going to be like for you. Yeah, it will be it will be interesting and I think we're all going through our own processing, grieving with it, accepting it and it's it's incredibly hard in our political landscape too. Yeah. Um, I mean teaching I always see is a political act, but it's not a great year. <laughs> um, I mean, any election year is not a great year. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as we get closer and closer, it just gets mm-hmm. so tense. Like everything is, you know, pushed up to the next level, and the pressures yeah. are high. And, yeah. And, and I will say, you know, and I can speak to more what I'm seeing at my site, and and I know some educators around the state too. I just I do feel that what's going to come out of this is this. I mean, what we did in the spring was amazing to basically yeah, turn yeah. overnight with no warning, no warning, right? Like our teachers are so capable. They're so committed. That's you don't get into this career if you're not. And yeah. I think there'll be some great innovation from this year. Yeah. I think there'll be an incredible leaning into like social emotional learning, which is great, along with really addressing equity in education, especially with yeah. access yeah. to things like high speed internet yes. and having computers at home and having tutors or access to teachers like outside of the work hours. But yeah. then also like how do you fairly compensate teachers that are working way more hours than a they normal teacher do. should be? Um, and then, you know, I mean, I know when Jessica was, you know, had her classroom, like she was buying all of these supplies mm-hmm. to bring in. Um, and yeah, like, you know, how to, how to, like, we realize, I mean, we should have realized before, but especially now we realize how valuable teachers are and like how much work goes into what they do. Well, and the access to resources too, like you mentioned, Jessica, buying her own supplies. I've done the same thing. And, you know, typically I'm lucky that that maintains to like the fun decoration I wanted or the, you know, the (laughs) reward I wanted to give the kids, but 
I think, you know, we were lucky that we had a set of Chromebooks for each kid. Yeah. We didn't have yeah. to wait, you know, look in a school district where they couldn't afford to be one to one. Yeah. You know, how are those kids being served? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's on no fault of the teachers or even the administrators. I think yeah. people have learned during what we've gone through this summer. I know some issues of, of school funding have come up in the discussions about yeah. systemic racism and seeing how things like redlining has affected our school funding yeah. and, um, you know, white flight to suburbia <laughs> yeah. funding too. Yeah. And so um, I think maybe maybe that will be good. Maybe we'll learn and hopefully a new administration will come in and try to address some of those systemic inequalities we have in our education system. And if it means that we're gonna have this big pivot year, then I guess I'm here for it, you know, yeah. we're in it, so. <laughs> You're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit ago about um, just sort of adventuring where you are and, um, you know, kind of looking around where you are with new eyes and, and exploring. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the middle of all of this, um, like you and Alex were going to go on a big trip this summer. Yes. We were going to go to Italy this summer and, and Germany and that got next yeah. <laughs> pretty fast. Um, so since you can't do that, um, what are you guys, um, what are you guys kind of exploring around the Pacific Northwest this year? So, um, well, as you know, when you came in, we are doers. And so we decided in the middle of the pandemic to finish remodeling our house. So soon we were going to put off <laughs> before we were supposed to go to Italy. And so Italy became a kitchen remodel. And so we've kind of been tucked inside um, up until the last couple of weeks. And now we've just been enjoying hiking, going on trails. And it's funny, it's even the little things. It's like not knowing that there was a a nice walking path, you know, in the Lowell neighborhood down the street. Like, yeah. Oh, that's three miles. We can do that. Or, um, we had never been to Lord Hill trails. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. And I felt so kind of dumb about that. Like, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, having some direction about what the next couple months are going to look like, it makes it easier to kind of plan. Okay. What are we going to do? And you're the same way, you know, what yeah. are we going to do this Saturday? What's yeah. our adventure that Saturday? And so, it's been fun, and I think, you know, when we first met, that's something I always enjoyed about our relationship is, you know, you're someone that you, with this podcast, you go, you chase <laughs> things, you find this weird, quirky pop-up that shouldn't have, yeah. who, who would have known about that, right? Um, and yeah. dragging you guys along with me. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how many llama farms I've been to, but there's so many here, and they're all awesome. So, yeah. So it's getting that bit back to, you know, and I think yeah. that, um, and I don't know about you, but it's kind of, I think the pandemic has kind of shown us a bit of like, okay, well, let me appreciate what is yeah, in front what's of around me. us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it was just especially in I want to say May, um, like everything got shut down really hard, you know, in April, mm -hmm. um, and that included like all the dog parks and the state parks and all this mm -hmm. stuff, and it was like this second, um, like some of the state parks started opening back up, and I could like go outside. Mm -hmm my whole brain changed. Like I just, it was like this like veil had been lifted where it was like, Oh, that's why I was feeling terrible. I mean, yes. not just like all of the, you know, like you said, like the grieving what we had before, but, um, like the, the fear and the uncertainty and, and all of that. And like not having those human connections that we rely on so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that second of just like getting outside and being around people, even if it was socially distanced around people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It made such a huge difference. And, um, like I, I hope that like one of the things that comes out of all of this is that we're, we're valuing, you know, where we are, um, 
you know, where we live and each other more, you know, like it's, it's, it's intentional. Well, you know, it reminds me a bit of, um, I mean, yeah, the first night the restaurant's open, I think me and Alex spent four hours. (laughs) Yeah. God, you know, we'd had dinner every night and now we're like, I missed you. And I need, we have been together every night. Yeah. It's just, it reminds me of that sense of play. And I think that that, I hope that's something we learn. And even in, I was talking today to one of my co-teachers of there's kind of been this lift of, um, not, not so much pressure to do it all. You know, it's really focusing on the fundamentals and growth and to kind of have fun with the kids. You know, it's the first time I've worked where I've heard the superintendent say, you need to focus on social emotional learning at the beginning, which to me, that's play that's connection that's yeah. having a group game that's feeling like you can't go outside and yeah. breathe and go on a walk <laughs> and um so i think that will be really fun i think i hope all our systems pick up on that because we definitely yeah. need it more and you know life and is it's stressful like, those are the things that those are the things that are going to see you through difficulties mm-hmm. you know not necessarily because you learned about like the battle of Gettysburg this mm-hmm. week, but that you, you made a human connection and you laughed with someone and you, or you sang with someone and like you had that, um, that like heart to heart feeling yes. yeah. versus like, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, it, it reminds me a lot too. You know, we have this focus on, um, on outcomes. Yeah. What are the outcomes when you're in school? What are you yeah. driving towards? And I think for me, it's really, well, really, and I, I've known this for myself, but I think it's, we're all looking at it more is our outcome is to be a good person and live a good life. That's yeah. the, you know, yeah. be a productive member of society and have a job and, you know, but that can look different. We know that doesn't look like college for every kid. We know that yeah. it might look like a trade school. We know that yeah. look like, um, you know, for some of our students that are in disability services, it might work that they're in a work program that yeah. allows them to be a part of society in a way that makes them feel fulfilled. Yeah. And, uh, I'm all for making that part of you yeah. know, our fabric of structure, you know, our social fabric that it's about having play, having conversation, learning to emote with each other and not, while it's great we're all about to be behind a screen in a big way with digital yeah. learning, but to use these purposely or to remember that it's actually to connect with people. And that, exactly. I think we're yeah. all feeling that. I think, every, I think kids felt that. I think adults felt that of like the screen doesn't match up to what I actually yeah. need. It's not as fulfilling. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reading with me, Jake. Well, thanks. I enjoyed that. That was fun. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And thank you for listening. You can find pictures for this episode on Instagram and Facebook at Puget Sounds Good. And if you need high quality snaggletooth dog content in your feed, you can follow Jake's dog, Jasper, at the great Jaspie. And I'll have him tagged in those pictures. And if you know interesting people, unique businesses, and local adventures you think that I could feature here, please share them by emailing me at jamie at pugetsoundsgood.com. Until next time, be patient and understanding with your students and teachers as they navigate this crazy new school year. And I'll see you around the sound.